Podcast and per use, I tell you to get your notes out and listening because we got a great show ahead of us. So today's Tech in the City is really about my fave Megan Thee Stallion. So I'm gonna just play y'all a little bit of what she said um, in an interview recently about the fall, in case she was unsure of what we do over here at the Eastside Engineering Podcast. So here we go. So being a hot girl is like a lifestyle, and everybody knows I'm still in college. It's gonna be a real hot girl semester, you know what I'm saying? Real hot nerd fall. So uh, I'm just about to start putting on for all my schoolgirls. You have such a great confidence about you. What advice would you give to other people to get their confidence right? Um, just you cannot worry about other people's opinions. Like you gotta love yourself. You wake up with yourself. You go to sleep with yourself. And you should be the only person you're trying to play. Fall right around the. All right, shout out to Megan Stallion. So get ready for your hot girl semester. Your hot girl, no, hot nerd fall. Hot nerd fall. Hot, hot nerd fall. I also think that was like perfect intro. Lizzo, right. Megan Stallion, you know. <laughs> Women empowerment over here. Okay. This is what we're into. Well, you hear already. And we got an extra bonus guest, too, in case y'all hear him later. So I'm going to introduce our local friendly, well, she's going to introduce herself, her, our local friendly engineer and local friendly engineering dog. <laughs> you can go ahead and introduce yourself. <laughs> yes, my name is Aja Harris Martin. I hail from the 313. The Northern Bell. Northern Bell 12. <laughs> At me on Twitter, Instagram. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I've grown up since then. But Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I have my sidekick, Zeusington, with me. So this is my, my little pet. So he went through engineering school just like I did <laughs> I have a lot of memories together getting kicked out the library he's the because first African American dog darken. to get an engineering degree from University of Michigan yes, he is. Ann Arbor so <laughs> proud of him <laughs> first dog in history <laughs> I don't know if he's the first dog first one the first African American dog yeah that's what we're gonna say <laughs> you gotta put that in there to make it a first <laughs> so tell people about your um, background, like, why are you here? <laughs> um, so I am not a practicing engineer now, but I got my material science and engineering degree from the University of Michigan. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and after that, I will probably get to it later in the show. But I then went on to Emory University where I got my master's in public health with my focus in health administration. Wow. Yeah. What do you do now professionally? Uh, so I am a professional nothing. Um, what? Because I feel, <laughs> I feel like, so my title is consultant, but I feel like consultants don't really do anything, but we do everything at the same time. So I'm a professional nothing, as I like to say, uh, but I'm a consultant for Kaiser Permanente, which is the largest health system in America. So I am very privileged to wow. now live in Oakland, California. Where's the bell when you need it? It's always over there. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So usually you start off something light and cute. So what are your favorites? Well, we're starting off with me. So okay. <laughs> Y'all see what I gotta deal with. <laughs> I had to plan a whole conference with her. Just God bless. <laughs> The kids are lucky. I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna hold you. The Thanks. kids are lucky. Anyway, so what's your favorite studying slash work snacks? Snacks. Um, my favorite snacks are trail mix. Um, yeah, I would say trail mix, dark chocolate trail mix. There's specifically Gold Emblem from CVS. <laughs> There's a dark chocolate trail mix. CBS brand. That's a uh, first. Yes. And when it goes on sale, I buy like six bags of it. They're like the target of like, I guess, pharmacy stores. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. They're but definitely up there. Don't sleep on the gold emblem. Gold emblem. It's in a green package. <laughs> dark chocolate trail mix. On sale. It's so good. Yes. Okay. So... What else, like, what other snacks do you have? Or that's your only one? That's the, that's still your go-to? That's still my go-to. Definitely my go-to. That and um, rice cakes. People laugh at me, but I love rice cakes. 
caramel apple cinnamon. No, caramel apple cinnamon. Plain one slap. Just gave me some Nutella and peanut butter. Is it like the crunchiness of it? I don't know. I just love rice cakes. Like what is it? Like what? What does it give you? Satisfaction. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? Why why else am I eating snacks? (laughs) What do you mean? It's delicious. (laughs) Okay. You know, like some. Well, like for me, mine's just chips. Mm-hmm. So it's like the crunchiness. It like I don't know. I like crunchier foods. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's why I'm like maybe it's the crunch. I don't no, know. I think it's the taste. You're like no, I just I just love it. Yeah. Okay, you know we're there. Sure. So what inspired you to get into STEM? So typical of a lot of other Black people from Detroit. Not everybody though, but typically, I was a part of DAPSAP. So I've heard it mentioned on the podcast before. But yeah. shout out to. Detroit area pre-college engineering program. Ding um, their be- ding a bell for them. Zeus <laughs> <laughs> is not here for that bell. <laughs> um, I participated probably in every single DAPSAP class they had available. I started in third grade and participated all the way through 11th grade. Wow. So fall, spring, summer classes, every Saturday, 9 to 12. Wow. I mm-hmm. never went through DAPSEP, but I hear a lot of great things about them, and I'm pretty sure that program is still amazing. Um, that's sweet, though. Um, what else I want to talk about? Oh, if you weren't, well, technically you're not an engineer, but you are an oh, engineer. tried me. No, you be saying <laughs> you're not an engineer. I'm not, but I have a cute little story. Um, Michigan will soon publish it, but... I talk about how what I am doing in healthcare is basically engineering um, and how engineering is more of a mindset than a discipline. Period. Ding the bell. Give me the bell because you're not, <laughs> you're not on it. <laughs> Tell I'm us more about your story. It. I'm not ready for it. Um, so, I, oh, yeah. Y'all hear Zeus? He's growling. He doesn't like people touching. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, so I got into material science because I wanted to go into prosthetics, pediatric prosthetics primarily. And I just felt like a calling toward that. And I really wanted to get into healthcare in general. Um, and after being in healthcare and doing my senior design project, I realized that there were so many more complexities to healthcare and how I could like create this great thing, um, but it may never reach people in the hospital. And so I was like, well, there's a lot of great ideas out there, and I think everyone always has ideas, but what we lack as a culture and um, just as a country too is just the operational focus mm-hmm. and how to like make things better. And get people to things. So streamlining things. So that's really what I wanted to focus on. So that's how I got into healthcare. I decided I wanted to go into the management side of things instead of kind of inventing things. But I still use engineering practices every day. So the scientific method I think through whenever I'm consulting on a project. Um, Whenever I'm thinking of things, I try to think through it methodically and logistically. So mm-hmm. I still definitely use all of the things I learned in engineering one on one, even though I thought I never would. Right. <laughs> Nobody do. No one's like, I don't That what? makes me think of uh yesterday my mom did this like uh for the African World Fest. She did a sewing class and mm-hmm. one like a couple of the machines went down and I'm like taking them apart, trying to figure out the pieces, like why isn't this working? Mm-hmm. And then like People were like, she was like, just pack them up and go. I'm like, this machine will not win. (laughs) (laughs) We will win. We will. Somebody was like, yeah, she's an engineer because everybody else would have just packed it up. May the force be with you. (laughs) Like, no, I'm I'm (laughs) going to fix this machine. But that's super dope that you went into healthcare and like saw that need and wanted to fill it and be a solution instead of like continuing to complain about something you actually like. You know what? I got ideas. Yeah, that's exactly what all engineers do. No matter if you are a software engineer, a mechanical engineer, a computer engineer, chemical engineer, all you want to do is solve the world's problems. Mm-hmm. So it's just a mindset. Captain Save a Planet, <laughs> I guess. But yeah, that was gonna be my question. Like, if you weren't an engineer, what would you be? If I wasn't like in engineering, STEM in general. Hmm. Mm. I would be a chef, but I still feel like that's like you close. can cook. 
I could throw down, okay? You ain't never cooked for me, so I got a That's, problem with this. Look, I can throw <laughs> down in the kitchen, okay? Y'all heard it. Y'all heard it here first on the <laughs> Eastside Engineer Podcast. Don't sleep on me. My neos know. My ex boyfriend know. My mama know. See, ex boyfriend. So fellas. I did say ex boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Said that intentionally. She uh, you know, she out in the bay. I am, but <laughs> I'm my own soulmate. Not necessarily looking for a bay, but <laughs> <laughs> I could do long distance. <laughs> Ooh, I'm a. How you do a rebel? Like <laughs> unring the bell. <laughs> Okay, so you have done a lot of amazing things Thank in your you. academic career. And, well, you're just starting professionally, but mm-hmm. still, you've done a lot of great things. So what um, what ways did you handle stress? Oh, um, not very well. I can say that. <laughs> so <laughs> I can I can list off things not to do before I can tell y'all what to do. <laughs> I will say that. <laughs> Look, um, Thomas Edison all the way <laughs> failed a million times to find out one solution. Um, but starting off with what you should not do uh, is like do make rash decisions. Mm-hmm. When I'm very stressed, sometimes I can be like, okay, I'm just going to do this now. And just kind of quickly do like small things that in the end um, don't kind of help me out a lot and hinders me from a lot of things without going into much detail but what tips I would recommend is just kind of finding a daily regimen so now I think I'm handling stress much better um I love making lists so I found out I have a bunch of apps um and just find out like the small things that like give you satisfaction Mm. um so I have this app and people laugh at me but it's called habitual task or something like that Mm. so I've found out that like I like checking things off of lists so like even if I'm stressed checking things off a list even if they're so simple like brushing your teeth Mm -hmm. taking your vitamins it makes me feel calmer so I like make a morning routine so if I have a lot to do that day I'm like checking off just like the simple things to show myself okay although you have a million and one things to potentially do you still made progress Mm -hmm. throughout the day so that kind of helps me out a lot. So making lists, checking it twice, going to find out who's naughty and nice. Um, yeah. That's dope. I wish I was into that. A lot of people say they're into, like, scratching things off a list or checking off boxes. I don't care. <laughs> 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 I said, at the end of the day, I'll lay down and be like, girl, you still ain't did what you were supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, it just is. It ranges, so everybody is different. I tried a million things before I got down to what I liked, um, what kind of relieves my stress, reading my Bible. If I just pop up in my Bible, I'm less stressed. Um, I intentionally brought this prayer journal uh, because it says stressed women, like for stressed women. So I just (laughs) opened it up like, okay, what Bible verse is God trying to tell me today? What do I need to read? Um, So if it's like faith, uh, just watching TV, you know, even though I saw a meme yesterday that was like, when I'm stressed, I binge watch Netflix. Period. But then I stressfully watch binge watch Netflix. <laughs> I was I like, saw that's me. Yesterday was like, my stress got stressed. <laughs> <laughs> I felt that on a spiritual level. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> that's not the place for the podcast, but like, why are we stressed? Like, yeah, you know, like there's like life will go on. And that's what I try to keep in mind, too. And I tell my coworkers when we're often stressed, like, you know, if if they don't get this one thing by the end of the day, we are not doctors. Mm-hmm. No one is going to die. <laughs> um, So keeping that mindset that like things are going to continue, even like if you don't check everything off your list or do everything you said you were going to do. You know, there's always tomorrow. I mean, tomorrow's not guaranteed, but. There's always another day. Yeah. Yeah. Like, nobody's going to, well, we don't know. But I was going to say nobody's going to die, but then, you know. Anyways, I'm not trying to take this yeah, to the dark Yeah, we're not trying to go there. <laughs> Look, tell me and I'll be real philosophical. Right. <laughs> take you all the way to the promised land. So, you have done a lot of work with Nesby. Mm-hmm. Um, I talk about Nesby a lot because yeah. it's like the bread and butter of my life. <laughs> We know. So what ways do you help close the uh, pipeline currently or in the past? Sorry, what did you just say? 
What ways do you help what close ways? the pop? pipeline um so i love kids so i love a pre-college engineering program that has always been my focus always been my passion probably started when i was in dapsap like and being an older kid in dapsap and seeing all the younger kids in dapsap during registration day and you just saw like how interested they were and you know not naive but how open they were to like the world so closing the pipeline really just pushing out pre-college engineering like programs Mm -hmm. and trying to loop people to that and um one thing I think I'm good at which I'm kind of just figuring out is like I'm very resourceful Mm -hmm. so I love connecting people like that's a passion of mine and connecting people to things that will help them be better and do better um so right now I'm like planning on helping one of my mom's friends out uh, with pre-college programs so we'll see but without giving too much information but that's <laughs> that's where my focus on the pipeline is just at the beginning yeah you really are good at that um my first nesby conference in frc you was a pci chair and it was just like people were talking about how good that conference was that mini conference was and i'm like oh wow i never knew that well <laughs> technically quiet as a kept. I met Aja a long time ago, but she oh, don't remember me. Go. But it's all good. We friends now. Here we go. <laughs> she was like, I do not remember you, girl. Here we go. I was too busy being a thought up at Michigan Tech. Whoa. I know. I'm not going to call myself out, but I just did. <laughs> it's okay. You know, you had things to do. I'm my own soulmate. That's why I started with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the goal that you accomplished that you never thought you would? Well, graduating, okay? <laughs> Look. Hello. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. There were days I called my mom, and I will be real. When I, okay, y'all, when I sat in this chair, I was like, oh, I feel like Samantha White from Dear White People. Like, Dear White People. <laughs> so, you know what? This is the time to say, Dear White People, if there is only one <laughs> black person in your class, reach out to them. Ask them if they need help. Right. Because we don't have the resources y'all have. Right. I, I'm a Delta, but my sorority <laughs> did not have access to test banks going back 50 years. Okay. Okay. So, dear white people. We're not connected with the help professors your like black you. counterparts. Okay. Period. <laughs> you say you're an ally. Look. <laughs> Come on. Get this allyship going. Yes. Okay. Add me to that, to that Google Doc that y'all got. The, the ongoing notes. It was a struggle. I did not think. There were some class. I did not think I was going to pass thermodynamics. Mm. Shout out to Ron Hobson who helped me through. Um, I didn't. I took Orgo, y'all, quiet as it kept. I took Orgo four times before I passed. Wow. Like, And I know Lauren. She was my roommate. So she was just on this a couple episodes ago and she talked about how she switched from orgo so orgo was required for me mm-hmm. and but it wasn't a prereq it was just required so i took it my like i tried to, i tried to take that class four times and something was just not clicking um the lord had to come through like okay baby the lord literally <laughs> had to come through like i had to talk to my professor like i do not know like i can solve the longest differential equation that you give me i could do ins and outs calc one calc three but orgo, orgo mm. I could not, like, it was just not clicking. It came down to the point, I was like, lady, I just need to pass this class. <laughs> like, lady, please, please just help me. Like, I know you tired of seeing me. <laughs> like, please just help me. Like, help me out. Um, Yeah, graduating. The That's goal right. that I just did not, graduating with an engineering degree. Let mm. me preface that, because I knew I was going to graduate. Um, But graduating with the engineering degree did not, definitely. Yeah, it definitely is. I tell people all the time like that, I would encourage people to get engineering degrees if they're interested in it, but don't think, like, it's easy. Oh, no. It's it's going to challenge you. I it's mean, definitely if you use you. your resources, like, I definitely tell people now, like, I'm a better learner than I am, that I am being 25 than I was at 18, 19, mm-hmm. um, because I know myself more. And now, I know that sounds real cliche, but I know how I learn, and I know how to connect the dots and things like that. Um, but often what I tell the kids is like, even if you encounter a rough class, just like in life, like mm-hmm. if you encounter a rough moment in life, you just cannot give up. You have to kind of push through, figure your way out and, you know, make it through. Um, but yeah. That's, um, one thing that helps too is that your brain is fully developed now. Yeah. That, that definitely helps a lot. It does. With decision making. Cause Oof. that, 
that different parts of life okay. like it's not there it's yeah. not all the way there and we're doing a lot of things the frontal lobe is not fully developed it's not there and as i read in psychology with rational decision making skills mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, when mm. you're 18 and spending Woo. you know 30 40,000 a, a year and taking classes and i just think college should be pushed back a couple of years. I mean, it was fundamental. Like, at that <laughs> age, it does make you grow up. So I can see value in it, but it, it definitely was working, rough. I think working a service job will make you grow up a lot quicker. Okay. You know? I know. Because, like, being in college, yeah, I think it's a great opportunity. But if you started just a couple of years later and you get a couple of years in service... I feel like that has stopped a lot of people from doing a lot of the horrible things they or do. Or even workers. if we had two years after college where you just learn about, I mean, well, before college, you just learned about life. Yeah. Because, look, I'm, um, I bought all my 401k papers with me <laughs> when I came from the Bay because <laughs> I was like, Dad, I need you to help me uh, figure out what I need to do so I can have a quarter of a million dollars in my savings by the time I want to retire. Because mm-hmm. I don't, I really don't know. Like, I, I just don't know. There they are some, should do that. There are just some things in life that you have to kind of figure out on your own. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't have time to sit at work and try to figure out my 401k and my insurance plan and my dental plan and yeah, we don't have my reimbursements. <laughs> and Yeah, like, you know, I might hire one. I'm taking Lauren's advice, but... Yeah, it's rough out here. Yeah. So I think that those years of our last bit of our teens should, like, have some type of gap or learning period where you, like, just go through and learn about taxes, go through and learn about mm-hmm. 401Ks, health Preach. insurance, like, what's the best benefit package so when you do go to school and then you get out, you'll know what to do. And it's like, that will make a lot more sense and make life a lot easier. I agree. But, yeah, that... I remember one of my, well, I keep calling them kids. One of my employees, um, I asked him, what did he want to do? Because he's graduating next spring. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, what did you want to go to school for? He was like, I want to go to school for engineering. And I'm like, okay, so what discipline? He was like, all of them. I'm like, um... <laughs> you might want to rethink that. You might. I'm. I'm not gonna say you can't do it, but I'm just saying you might want to pick maybe one or two. Yeah. And figure out how you can do the rest with those one or two. <laughs> but you don't want to sit up in that school. That's real. For that many years, I'm just saying. And he's like, I mean, I can be motivated. I'm like, is is bigger than motivation? Yeah, that's real. <laughs> I'm like, as someone who's been through it, no, I don't think that's a great idea. I agree. But, okay, so graduating, mood, understand. I, I like that. So what music do you listen to when you're working or studying? Um, it ranges. Like, Start with the hood rap music first. Okay, my hood <laughs> rap music, definitely Megan Thee Stallion. I um, thought you were going to say City Girls. I, that was coming up next. Or Light Skin City Keisha. Girls. <laughs> um, Megan Thee Stallion, City Girls. If I'm really in a mood and I'm like, okay, I need to, like, focus, knock if you book. Knock if you <laughs> period point blank <laughs> like period okay that's my that's my city girl summer song um then i'll go into uh, some gospel music so uh, uh some korean hawthorne some tori kelly just it, it ranges like literally ranges and if i'm in like a quiet mood and i'm just trying to kind of be consistent some john coltrane some gregory porter Yeah, I have a variety. Like, none of these people, you know, it's okay because none of these people make sense to be in one playlist together, but they are. They are. (laughs) You got to give me access to your Spotify. Oh, my God. People would laugh at me if they ever found out. Like, my. Just send send me the playlist. I just favorite. They would be like, what in the world is this? Like, high and low, high and low, high and low. (laughs) Like, people that drive around with me, they're like, she is the only person that I know that could go from twerking to praising the Lord. And you got to sometimes. You have to sometimes. It's necessary. (laughs) You're like, look, what I just did. But let me, whoa, like, whoa, whoa. let me not forget how I got there. Bring let me back. praise him. Whoa. Let me praise him. Period. <laughs> People are going to listen to this like, what is going on? A lot. It's okay, though. <laughs> my my listeners are used to this. They come here for this. Okay. They'll be like, well, at least this episode, we're not talking about Popeye's chicken sandwich, though. Well, now we are. But not. Uh, we're not. Okay. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
I'm glad she tried to play me the other day when I asked her about it. It's like she was like, um, well, I don't eat that. And I was like, You eat Chick fil A? She's like, I had Chick fil A since I've been in the Bay. Like she moved there six years okay. ago. <laughs> listen, y'all, listen, y'all. People in California eat real healthy, okay? But we can move forward. Sis eat tacos and I noodles eat, Yes, every day. I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> I eat taco. Well, really, specifically quesadillas. But continue. Healthy cheese and meat. <laughs> continue. Okay, so what advice, since you love kids so much, what advice would you give your 14-year-old self? Oh, 14. That was my freshman year of high school. Um, keep pushing, like. Uh, kind of like what Meg said about like hot nerd fall, um, <laughs> but not like specifically about that. More broadly, I think fourteen. I struggled a lot with like who I was and trying to find like trying to figure it out. And what I've come to realize is like no one knows who they who they are. Mm. Like you change every day, which means you have to relearn yourself every day. Um, so that <laughs> look so stressful. Look, I mean, it's not stressful. It's fun at the same time because you learn so many things in one day. Mm-hmm. Um, like Martin Luther King said, if you're not learning, you you dying or something like that. Mm-hmm. Some quote like that. Um, and if we're alive, we learn something new every day that changes your perspective in life. So 14-year-old self, Aja, I would just tell her, like, it is okay. Live in the moment. Be who you are in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um it is okay to apologize for things that you've done, but don't be sorry. Mm-hmm. So when you grow, like, there are some things in my past that I would like to say I'm sorry for, but don't be sorry, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, I would say that, yeah. Okay. Now fast forward to today. What keeps, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what keeps you going now? Um, literally just to make the world a better place. Uh. There's just so much turmoil, and mm. it's it's crazy that this is the world that we live in. Um, it's crazy that this is kind of what we're experiencing. And this is, like, this is what keeps me going, really, is the fact that there are some kids out there that don't know what the world is like mm-hmm. to be oblivious to things. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they have to grow up real fast. Like, um like, I didn't worry. Like, the scariest thing to me in third grade was tornado drills. Like, the yeah, fact that, you literally. know, kids nowadays have to go do shooting drills, mass shooting. Like, it blows my mind. Bulletproof backpacks. It blows my mind. So, right. um. Never thought about it. What keeps me going is just me trying to figure out how I can make the world a better place to make the, like, to continue to open doors for kids. So they don't only have to worry about the things that the world makes us worry about. If that makes sense. I hope that makes sense. I think it does. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that keeps me going. That's good. The kids keep me going. The future. Yes. The future keeps there we go. Going. So let's I get into your the children of our future. We not about to have a <laughs> session. <laughs> Let me play some Whitney. <laughs> like we can cut this off early. <laughs> It was nice. Talk to you. Let them lead the way. I don't know how to wear it. It's good. (laughs) (laughs) My Lord. Okay. Back to your professional life or your school life. Yes. What was the favorite project you ever worked on? My favorite project. School. It can be whatever. Okay. I'm going to stick with school because I'm currently on an NDA project, but that will probably be my favorite project because I'm just using so many things. But my favorite, okay, I'll do one for undergrad, was my capstone project, and I worked on a water filtration system for Flint. Um, That was really fun because I got to research a lot that was happening in the Flint water crisis, read a lot of research papers, um, figure out more, and make my own assumptions other than what was being brought in the media, one. Mm -hmm. Graduate school, my favorite project was my, again, my last project. So it was my, not practicum, what was it called? Capstone. My capstone project. And I got to basically build a fake clinic um, in Georgia. And that was, like, super fun. I got to kind of design the model of care. 
um, how many staff I would hire. Like it was like in totality, it was like a really fun project to think through everything. Okay. That's cool. Like the, it was a physical clinic or you like. So it was supposed to be a physical clinic, but all I had to do was kind of like write a grant basically. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I like designed everything on paper. Gotcha. I was like, mm-hmm. did you have like one that was actually people could walk in? No, 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 no. <laughs> but I did design, you know, like how big like the square footage, how big the reception desk would be, like all of those things, like the schematic designs. So that was like super duper fun to me. That's dope. Yeah. Out here making whole clinics. Just for school projects. Yeah. That's lit. We can't say nothing crazy because who knows? I'm going to run the world one day. Hey, as long as you remember (laughs) the little people. Just remember, shout me out when you get up there. (laughs) We all heard it on the East Side Engineering (laughs) Podcast. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. Wow. Here she goes. (laughs) So, okay, let's get into your um, future goals. So, what are some of your goals for the next three, five, and ten years? So it's a little taboo, but I would say just something that's been on my mind lately <coughs> is that I really want to start a family in like five years. And I know <laughs> like Cynthia can't <laughs> say how much I tell her. <laughs> but I mean, that's a goal. So every year for my birthday, um, so I just turned 25. And every year for my birthday since I was 21, I write a vision board. And I, like, focus on the seven dimensions of wellness. So emotional, emotional, physical, uh, financial, personal, professional. I think I'm missing some, but y'all can look it up. And I basically base, write, like, one overarching goal mm-hmm. that I want to do in each area. And then, like, sub goals. And then I write, like, a future, future goal. So... My future goal in personal is really to have a family and just, like, someone that I love. We, you know, procreate. Because um, I really Gross. want a life partner out there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but on the flip side, five years from now, I really hope to be moving toward um, somewhere in my professional career. Uh, so, and when I say that, I'm not sure yet what my title will be because I'm not big on titles, but... Solving the healthcare crisis or whatever we want to call it. Um, my 10-year goal would be for whoever the president is to hit my phone up. Like, <laughs> hey, I need you to come to D.C. to solve this real quick. Period. Um, <laughs> for the president. You know, so we'll see. But that would be my future goals. So professionally, just keep learning, number one. Um, financially, keep saving. <laughs> emotionally uh, oh spiritually spiritually i want to i really want to get through the whole bible so like hopefully in three years (laughs) 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 i know people okay so i'm a very slow reader like so i like have to internalize everything so i can't just read to read like i'm reading and i'm like thinking about things Mm -hmm. so it's hard for me to read but um study the bible in three years hopefully that'll be done but uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Is it. How many books is it? 66. Okay, I thought so. I was putting no one in front, and I'm like, that's not right. 166. Oh, Lord. Like, Whoa. Oh, Lord. Whoa. Uh, basic <laughs> instructions before leaving the earth is what my mama said. So before I leave this earth, hopefully I get all the basic instructions. <laughs> <laughs> On your last day, like, I got one more chapter. One more chapter. Revelations. Revelations. <laughs> Oh my goodness! No, I get that because like when I read through the Bible, I I often think about like when they wrote this down, what were they doing? Like that's why Jesus wrote in parables. Yeah, like, but we we don't have to get on that. <laughs> Look, I can I can sit here all day and explain like my opinions to y'all, and I call them my opinions because they are my opinions. Let them know. Um, yeah, people can hit me up if they got questions. I think More it's funny that. that Zeus, like, growls, kind of, like, purrs like a cat. It's weird. He is a cat. It's okay. <laughs> That's the cutest cat I've ever seen. Because, <laughs> my Lord. Anyways, uh, so what do you say is the secret to your success, in your opinion? Being open. Um, being open to change. And more than that, being resourceful. So I think something that stuck with me... Um, probably when I was little was people telling you how much it meant to network. And on top of networking, 
how much it meant or how much it means for you to actually build genuine relationships and for you not to make people feel like you're using them. Mm-hmm. Um, but because there is a difference, it's a fine line, but there's a difference between being resourceful and using people. Yeah. And a big difference. I am resourceful in the, in the means that if someone calls me, they can ask me to do something and I'll help them out. And if I call them, I know that they will do something in return. So, that will probably be my secret to success. Um, just being resourceful, like writing things down, keeping in contact with people. Um, and that doesn't mean you have to hit people up every day yeah. or like once a month. So or, where you know, your resources? Yeah, there are some people I like, I wouldn't claim them as my mentors, but there are some people that I know if I called them tomorrow and asked them a question, they would be more than willing to spare me like five, ten minutes of their time. Um so and on top of being resourceful, the people who you are, you know, talking to or the things you're using, being mindful and efficient with those things. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, that resourceful and efficient. That's what I would call my secret sauce. <laughs> she cooking up. <laughs> and the kitchen wrist, just in like a stir fry. Oh, she's whipping up. She's using a wok. Like okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I bet mm-hmm. she laid down that gym and did stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you are a lot but yeah people need to learn how to do like use their ecosystem in a better way because mm-hmm. you can tell when somebody only want to reach out to you for certain stuff yeah and it's like or they need something like every time you hear that phone thing and you see their name you're like what you need nah yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a difference like there are people every time i meet somebody i'm like oh my god like I know someone that I can connect you with. Mm-hmm. Like even if I even if they end up not connecting, they still know that, that I have somebody in top of mind mm-hmm. or that I'm looking to connect them. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's I think what people often say about me, like, oh, I remember you introduced me to who or XYZ and um that's something I value and just I'm not good at relationship building, but I value relationship building. Mm-hmm. I know I'm very much so a dictator. So people that are listening that are like, Asha is not that like but, but, look, but. People leave a comment. You can always say <laughs> that I always try to look out for you, okay? What you can't say is I ain't do nothing for you. Exactly, okay? <laughs> she said I'm a dick. <laughs> Somebody come get her. Somebody come get her. Okay, look. <laughs> you do not want to do <laughs> It's not about to happen in here. <laughs> okay, so I want to talk about something that I saw on Twitter because I'm not a grown up. I use Twitter every day. So my grandma I, uses Twitter too. What's her What's her at? I don't know. It's probably Deborah A. Martin. <laughs> Let me find Laura real quick on my good page, <laughs> not on my other one. But um, a tweet that I saw that was going like a lot of people was answering was school is starting. What advice would you give to a college freshman? Mm, don't skip class. <laughs> Simple as that. Um, no, I actually have a little cousin. So shout out to Malia Harris Smith. She just started her freshman year at Alabama A and M. She gets a bill. Oh yeah. There we go. <laughs> I was looking at the dog. <laughs> uh, and the advice I gave her was just, you know, it is college is literally not. I'm not gonna say the best time of your life, but. It is literally the time of your life that you are in an incubator. Mm-hmm. So you can do as much as you set out to do. Um, because people, once you say you're in college, they're looking to help you. Mm-hmm. And that's not so much when you say, like, oh, I'm an early careerist. They're like, <laughs> okay, girl. <laughs> and <laughs> your point is. Um, so in college, yeah, look, try to figure out, write down a list um, of things that you really want to do, like a bucket list. Um, perfect, whether that be like internships that you want to hold, uh, classes that you want to take, because I didn't take only engineering classes. So if there are classes, uh, if there are connections you want to make, you know, like there's this one professor that's really famous at your school and you just want to talk to them, mm-hmm. write it down, you know, and kind of follow through with things too. So enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> I had a professor tell me, because I, I hated school. Like, it just wasn't my, it wasn't my jam. Because I'm not, like, a routine person. I'm sorry, sis. I don't know what you're talking about. But um, it wasn't my jam. And I don't really like it that much. 
but I knew it was ne- necessary for what I wanted to do in life. Mm-hmm. But he was like, this is the best time of your life because when you get to your career, mm-hmm. like in college, you can fail a class. Yeah. You can fail a test. And yeah. it'll, people will be like, okay, like take it Retake again. it. Yeah, you know? but when you get to your job, you you don't get that option to fail as much as you do in college. Yeah. And that like, it put things in perspective at the same time I still didn't like school anymore. Mm-hmm. It was just like, that makes sense. Like, I'm pretty sure when I get to the job, I can't get a, a 12 out of 100. Yeah. And people be like, it's okay. Yeah. We have another test coming. Or we ain't got makeup no work. stopping <laughs> and now. Mm-hmm. You ain't got no choice yeah. but to su- succeed or to get better. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. But it also depends, I will say. It depends on the career. Not career, but more so the company that you work for. Like my job, not to say they allow me to fail, Um but I do have people around me that hold me accountable. So that's other advice that I would give an early careerist is really take value in the company. You know, like it's hard out here when you're applying for jobs and you kind of just look at the first one and you just Lord. capture it. Um, <laughs> like you're like, oh, I just need a job, Lord. Um, but really sit there and think about it. Like I won't say you can definitely learn things at companies that aren't as great, but really look to see if the company is looking out to professionally develop you. Mm-hmm. And not so. just fill a role. Mm-hmm. Just have somebody out there to push the paper for them. Yep. But that's one thing I do want to um, talk on. And I guess one thing I enjoy about you is like <laughs> how oddly optimistic you can be sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm going to write that down. Cause that's another characteristic. I've been trying to, okay. When I when I said earlier that you have to learn yourself every day, mm-hmm. I've really struggled with that. Like, okay, who am I now? Because um, I know who people used to describe me as, but I don't feel like that person anymore. So I've literally been kind of, um, I say literally a lot, but I've been trying to take a moment and pause and try to think of, <laughs> try to think of like wh- who I am, like what I am, what characteristics bring. So I appreciate you saying that because yeah. I will add that to my list. Because it's, when we talk <laughs> and that we do a lot yes (laughs) it's so much optimism that comes through and like i don't know what's a gym that you would like if you could tell anybody that was going through something or struggling or whatever like what's one thing you want them to always remember literally what popped in the top of my mind was is it's your perspective um it's literally all about perspective and it's easier said than done Uh, but i was just reading an article about this basically just how there are, like, three sides to every story. Not just two. There's three sides to every story. There's three sides to every situation. Mm-hmm. You could look at things the positive way. You can look at things the negative way. Um, or you can kind of just go through the motions and not really look at it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to stay toward the positive because you can learn something from every situation. So right. even when things are hard, like, hard. And I've had some moments, like... They were hard, um, very much so. And I still struggle with it, but when things didn't go as planned, I found myself like, okay, God, why me? Why, did, like, why didn't this happen for me and this happened for somebody else? Why didn't this go this way and you had put this in my mind? Why did you give me this idea if it wasn't going to carry through? And literally, um, Michael Todd, who was one of my favorite pastors, listening to him and he kind of talks about perspective more and more so it just kind of build builds upon each other but uh every everything has a season and every season has a reason okay and uh, we have that on our door during the christmas season <laughs> just the season <laughs> um so just remembering that and remembering your like molding your perspective to be like okay i'm going through this and what do i have to learn and mm-hmm. it takes a long time because I like something happened to me back in November and it's still times of the day that I'm like, God, why did this happen like this? Like, why couldn't it have gone as I planned? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's OK. Like, that's OK. So that's what I would say. Optimism. Perspective yes. changing. <laughs> that's important because I know it's been times that I called you or text you in a harsh moment you'd be like it's okay it's a list to learn you gotta pray about (laughs) i know and i was reading this other article that said you shouldn't tell people that but i always think it's a way that you deliver things too like girl it's okay get over it god got you know like okay Mm -hmm. that's harsh but like you know what let me add you to my prayer list let me do this for you like 
I promise you things will get better. Um, so it also goes back with relationship building and know what each person requires. And that's probably one of the best things I've learned in leadership as well. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I read a lot of leadership books, but you have to kind of, your delivery has to be tailored to each person, mm-hmm. which takes a lot of time to learn the person so you can learn how they are and going to accept that delivery with this person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So you, your relationship. Yeah. yeah. So I would say that perspective. Yeah. I I was talking about that on my last episode. I was like, building relationships are difficult. And mm-hmm. it's something that I don't focus too much in. Which, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I do. When I have a friend, I'm like, all in. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all in there. But, like, people that's new, I'd be like, uh. Yeah. We have, I mean, if you stick around, I might think about it. <laughs> like, but yeah, we've had our moments when I'm like, <laughs> Cynthia, now, if you do not call this person back, <laughs> why are you being like this to them? I'm a ghoster. <laughs> Straight up ghoster, look. Like, See, I've been ghosted so many times that, look, <laughs> I know what it feels like. <laughs> but I didn't ghost you. One, because you wouldn't let me. Two, I had no choice. <laughs> so, okay, so I want to talk about something else in my brain. Literally just lost it. It's okay. I was gonna ask you like, what's your favorite lyric? My favorite lyric, but I don't know if that makes sense. Um, like my favorite song lyric. Um, mm, I don't have a lot of favorite stuff. Mm. Oh no, that's what it is. Okay. So not your favorite lyric because I'm like well, that wasn't it. Now that you've been in the bay for how long now? What, three months? Three months. How do you like it? Like, what's that? You've been in three different areas. You've been, like, in the yeah. Midwest and the South, and now you're... Bay in the Bay. you out there in the West. Yeah. I was A in the A, then Bay in the Bay. <laughs> um, And I might go internationally soon, so we'll see. But uh, I think I'm just too young to stay in one place. Mm-hmm. And there's just so much out in the world, um, so many different cultures so many different things to learn um that i really can't see myself staying in one place for too long right now um but it's i would say just take a leap um yeah that that's kind of the only advice it's been I I will be honest, it's definitely easier to move places when you have a regulated schedule. So, like, when you're in college, it's easier to move because it's like, okay, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Mm -hmm. I have school, you know? (laughs) Saturday, let me study for school. Sunday, okay, let let me plan out, like, (laughs) I can get through this next week. Um, Or it's like you're you're in an incubator to Mm -hmm. meet friends. Like, everyone is taking classes. Everyone is doing this. Everyone is doing that. And so cliche, because I remember people telling me this, and I just really didn't listen. But when you are in professional settings, it's harder. Like, it's harder to make friends. Um, And I have my moments where I'm, like, not getting homesick, but I'm missing home. Mm -hmm. Um, And my mom tells me that it's not because, like, of course, I love Detroit. Detroit all day, every day. Um, But on top of missing home, it's not that I miss home as much it's really that I miss, like, being comfortable. And I know he's he's so awkward. But sorry, y'all, on a more serious note, it's really, like, when you move, you miss your comfort. Like, mm-hmm. and moving brings you out of your comfort zone. And moving to so many different places has brought me out of my comfort zone. Um, being in the South, being in the West Coast, um, I've had to kind of, once again, learn who you are more. And kind of problem solve and use my engineering skills and my A3 format and <laughs> <laughs> writing out charts like okay you gonna make friends by <laughs> you gonna make friends by doing this 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 and this and this this is our scientific method. <laughs> I'm about to name here, the episode is, scientific method. Here is our problem. Okay, what is our scientific question? How Aja will make friends? I think I'm gonna what name are it our steps? How, like your at your um initials. Make like a um sound. Okay, that's so lame. <laughs> um, yeah, what the scientific method has what like seven steps or something like that. Yes, yeah, seven. Yeah, so ask a question. Do your background research. So uh, he's stuck under the um, couch. Construct a hypothesis. Test with an experiment. Is your procedure working? Yes or no. 
analyze data, draw conclusion, and communicate results. So that literally could be used for every anything literally in life. Everything. Anything in life. Like ask myself a question like, will I last in the bay? Do my background <laughs> research. Okay. Will I live in a house that is her um earthquake proof? Okay. Do they even have those? Yes, we have earthquakes. No, I'm saying like earthquake proof homes. Yeah. That's interesting. Um so test with you know, so y'all refocus back on the scientific method so you can learn more about what you're going through. Make life decisions first with the scientific method. Pretty mind. much. I feel like um an evil person with the dog on my lap. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so where can people find you? You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me. LinkedIn, Aja, A-Z, as in zebra, I-A, Harris, dash, Martin, M-A-R-T-I-N. Um, Instagram, underscore, it's Aja. Facebook, Aja, dot, Malise, M-A-L-I-S-E. I'm not really active on Twitter, um, but hopefully I will be soon. Forgot my Twitter handle, but you can really just Google me. <laughs> what was that song like? Google me. Google, Google me. me. I don't know, girl. Google you, me. You more hip than I am with the nice road. with the different song. Oh yeah, it was Tiana Taylor. Let me <laughs> play it. Then we could close out. Google me, baby. Google me, baby. Shout out to Tiana Taylor. Google me, baby. Oh, my God. Anywho, thank you so much for coming on. I'm super excited to get you on here. I've been trying to get you on here for months. I know. Thank you so much. I had so much fun. I hope this was a great episode. I hope y'all learned something. Yeah, they had to. They didn't take nothing else. They took the scientific method okay. to come back up again. And that is 66 books in the Bible. Okay, okay? man. Hallelujah. That, if you don't take nothing else. Hallelujah. There were 66 books Genesis. in the scientific method. Revelations. <laughs> Okay, well, it was such an honor to have you. but As it should be. <laughs> you see what I have to deal with. <laughs> but, you know, per usual, I tell you guys bye. And I'll see you next week. I, 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 I,